0: My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show.
1: And we're off to a hot start. Just like the wild, Judd, your mic is muted. We're in for a live edition Uh, of Judd's Hockey Show. I muted
0: myself, and then I forgot to unmute. Common problem with Judd. Um, Again, okay, I'll repeat what I said since I just screwed the whole thing up. Welcome into a post-game edition of Judd's Hockey Show. The Wild lose 3-2 to Carolina tonight at the XL Energy Center, a game they led not once but twice, and uh, they lose it with um, a third-period goal that goes off the face shield of a Carolina player. Um, Let's start by bringing you up up to date on what this loss means because, yes, it's an Eastern Conference team, but it's a big loss, all right? So in progress right now, Nashville leads the Ottawa Centers in the third period four to one. The Jets beat the Blues tonight, so the Wild and Blues remain tied uh, with 62 points, both out of a playoff spot. The top two wild card teams are the Kings with 68 points and Nashville with 66 points. So by the end of the night, there's a chance that Nashville and LA will be tied, both six points ahead of the Wild and Blues. Uh, the Kings and Blues are tied. at the end of two, or I'm sorry, the Kings and Flames are tied 2-2 at the end of two, and if the Flames get two points out of that game, they'll actually leapfrog the Blues and the Wild. If you've got all that, what this means is this was a very, very difficult loss, uh, a game that the Wild needed against a playoff-type team. And AJ, here's where I'll I'll start uh, with this game. Carolina's a playoff-type team, and this was a playoff-type game. And you know what, this is what is going to happen when you do not have more scoring depth. This is exactly what's, and look, the Eriksson-Hack, Kaprizov-Baldy line, I'm not saying that that they had a bad night, but they were bottled up more than they have been in recent games, partially because Carolina's really good. As far as I could tell, Carolina was using two pairs of defensemen um, off and on against that, that line, the one that I saw the most was Brett Pesci and former gopher Brady Shea. The other one that we saw used against that line was Brent Burns and Jacob Slavin. So the goals came in th- this one from Connor Dewar, who obviously along with um, along with Brandon Duhame is supposedly on the potential trading block. And then Brodeen scored late in the first period. But you didn't have, you know, your second line, they didn't give you a thing scoring-wise. So age, like this is this to me is the problem if you make the playoffs. Because you can't just rely on one line. It's not doable. It's not fair. It, it's not how this works. Um, so th- this is not to denigrate the Eck line. an Eck, I, that's a good line. But you need more. You absolutely need, need more. And the Wild flat out does not have it. And we can talk about. What John Hines did with the second line because I have no idea what John Hines was thinking tonight
1: yeah um you said it kind of right at the top there but uh it, Carolina is a playoff team and they're a good team 9-1 and 2 coming in tonight one of the hottest if not the hottest team I want to say since like the 12th of December like mid-December or so so this was like a real test and I think this is the benchmark now for what you're going to look at here heading into that trade deadline that is growing oh so close the wild they needed this win and i know that some people are going to say well you know their the points are given here in there um i mean we say that often this this league loves to hand out points but that you needed you need at least one tonight to kind of stay in the mix they're not out of it by any means but that is a uh, it's a punch in the gut for sure i will say that they i thought they tonight was a very fun game It was a very fun game to watch. Absolutely. Because the wild, like they've been playing better. That that's Mm -hmm. for sure. That, that, that one and seven and one stretch was, uh, was pretty bad. They, they've started getting their reinforcements, reinforcements back and they've been playing. I would say relatively decent hockey. And tonight was two teams that played good hockey. It was back and forth. It was fast paced. It wasn't, I, I love these games where it's, it's, it's the flow and it, I mean, they didn't have, I think, in the second period, a immediate timeout until maybe twelve minutes left. Like yep. you're almost playing half a period of just like continuous hockey, yep. and it's fantastic. Yep. Um, the problem is for the Wild, they gave, and, and Zeke kind of says it here. There were some bad bounces. Um, I'm, I i do not you know, the 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 officiating is one thing Be- between two teams that I think you could argue c- could potentially end up with the Wild getting in playoff teams. This is a playoff game. A lot of the calls that you could argue got let go tonight, those aren't getting called in the playoffs. Correct. You know, the rule book gets only smaller and smaller. But the Wild had a couple lapses. Look at the end of the second period. That goal to tie things up with 24 seconds left. Yep. It's a neutral zone dump and attempt by Kirill. Doesn't get in there. And then I think the puck bounced to, de- I want to say Declan Chisholm. I think it was Declan yep. Chisholm who... Yep. Gone on the second attempt, had the entire width of the ice, but he throws it to the one guy in green, Matt Boldy trying to stay on sides, hits him in the chest, and the, um, the Carolina Hurricanes come the other way. They score 2-2, and then we kind of know how the rest of, the rest of the show went there. But um, the Wild, I, I, they played good enough to, I think, probably win this game, but the point is they didn't right. against a good team because right. their top line got shut down, which is what you and I talked about the other day, when they have that top line have to rely on them as much as they have been, when they can't have the output that they've had, where's the depth? And granted, the fourth line comes through. They produce the the Jonas Brodeen goal. I mean, looking on Money Punk, they're giving that a point zero two expected goal chance on that shot. I love that, the shot, though. I love, I love the love, shot, too, but... That, yep. that's not the shot that it should score. You're hoping to get a tip. You're oh, hoping yeah. to get a rebound that gets knocked down. That was pure dumb luck. Like yep. that, The fact that that got was all screen. the way through, yeah,
0: great screen. But and Pesci screened his own goaltender, which is another matter. Kurtman yes. and Pesci, why, why these defensemen now stand in front of the guy who's trying to screen their goaltender and everyone tries to block the buck. There's things about today's game that drive me nuts. That's one of them. The other is this overpassing. How many times are we going to try to set a guy up in the slot when we could shoot? And, and I don't mean the royal while we. I mean, yeah, you know, guys on both sides. It drives me absolutely crazy. Like Brodeen, put the puck on net, right? You're like, oh, he put the puck. Oh, look, it went in. He didn't try to make a pretty pass. Crazy. You know, I'm, I'm watching these guys, and I mean, they're beyond skill. Don't get me wrong. I'm not insulting um, their skills. I'm insulting the fact that just put the damn puck on net. Uh, but, yeah, you're you're right. So, so I've got a couple of things written down here that struck me about the Hurricanes and the difference with the Hurricanes and uh, the Wild, perhaps, okay? Uh, and, and Zeke, yes, the, the officiating, yeah, I agree. The the call against Rossi, which resulted in a penalty being served, which, by the way, did not cost you, like like that goal came after the guy as Zuccarello, that was not officially a power play goal, was getting out, was a very questionable call. Burns then trips Rossi and does not get called. But I'm going to tell you right now, age is exactly right. Guess what? Both teams finished with three power plays. That's a playoff game right there. Like, they'll call penalties, but they're going to have it be even. And, and like, there was some – and the problem was there were a few calls. They 1,000% missed, but by the end of the game, the fans were bitching about, like, everything. It's like, they're not going to call that. So, yes, and bad bounces. Zeke, I got bad news for you. I'm sitting right below the ultimate bad bounce in wild history, which is the stanchion that Patrick Kane scored off of. Like, that's, that's the playoffs. Like, if you if you are like, well, bad bounces cost us a game or the season, then you don't belong here because bad bounces are part of this game. This game is goofy. Like, it's random as hell. It's, it, I love it. But um, there's just so many things. But the notes that I've got written down are this. One, Carolina, great sticks. Stick discipline in lanes is fantastic. I don't know if you saw how many passes they bro- broke up. The Wild loves stretch passes. And In the first period, they tried multiple, and I have no problem with that. Again, I'm not criticizing that, but the, but the Hurricanes were prepared for it. The other thing, the other factor, too, and it's funny because the Carolina Hurricanes, about a month ago, we, we were saying, I wonder if you could trade them Philip Gustafson? Um, well, guess what? Uh, Pietor Kachikov. Kachikov. I'm looking at the pronunciation. Pietor Kachikov was unbelievable tonight in goal. I mean, he made a lot of big saves. And Gustafson, and Gustafson did too. Gustafson played well. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, those are the difference in games, in narrow margin games. Um, now, the problem is this. The third goal was fluky, but the issue with the third goal by Nason there that went off his face shield is yeah. the issue of not having more depth scoring for the Wild. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I know that this got changed in the third period, but John Hines, you talk about a brain fart. What is Frederick Goudreau doing centering Zuccarello and Marcus Johansson? Now, Rossi switched to that line, and Rossi started, and this is on the wild depth chart here. This is the fourth line, not the third, but, I mean, it's a bottom six line. Rossi, Letteri Lucchini. In the third period, then, they flipped them, and Goudreau went down with... Terry and Lucchini And I i got a great suggestion on X from a fan who said, why not demote Johansson too and and get Letteri's speed up there? Mm-hmm. Which now Letteri is a right wing, JoJo's a left wing, so that might have been a problem. I don't know. But I agree completely. Like at some point in time here, you've got to because teams are going to focus on that eckline. The Erickson ecline like if you make the playoffs, they're they're gonna be a complete focus. You have to find a way to get guys who can score, and you cannot have a second line that's got, that's got Marcus Johansson on it, that's got Goudreau, and then, you know, Zuccarello can make plays and score. I'm not going to rip him, but I'm just saying, I mean, Matt Zuccarello had to, like, look at the line charts tonight and be like, seriously? At least give me Marco Rossi. Right. Hopefully for the next <laughs> game they will do, do that. Uh, but I am—I was scratching at my, my head because I'm certainly not the president of the Ryan Hartman fan club. AJ, um, but if my choice is Hartman or Goudreau, it's not a hard choice.
1: No, no, not not at all. Um, it—I w- when the lines got kind of shared this morning on on uh, the old Twitter feed, I was shocked, <laughs> shocked, and you know, I got I got a reply from somebody who. Um, I, I conversate with regulators. Well, you know, it's one thing to just match them up. It's another thing to see the ice time. It's it, it and that's true. Let's let's do that though right now because when we when we go down here, I'm buying myself time because I didn't have this pulled up Not immediately. Okay, yeah. When we get down to the good. five on five play, the play or the uh, time on ice for the boldy Ericssonek Caprizov line, 14 minutes and 14 seconds. duhame Dewar Hartman. I probably your all-star line of the night. Uh, that came through more so than not. 6 minutes, 22 seconds. Johansson, Goudreau, Zuccarello. 5 minutes and 50 seconds. Lucini, Rossi, Letteri who there. They, I mean, that, that line should not be your third line. 5 minutes and 13 seconds. So granted, it's about what, 37 seconds less than the Johansson, Goudreau, Zuccarello. So it's like a 2A, 2B situation more so there. But that also shows how much we were juggling lines here, Judd, because we have a handful of lines here that are sub a minute and a half, just the remainder of the way that we're just mixing and matching guys. You have one line that's solid. And I think that is the recurring theme here that we come back to. Yeah. It's the magnet where we're just getting pulled back, gravitated towards you have one line that you can rely on. And that's Boldy, Erickson, at Caprizov. After that, you really don't have anybody And my, my question for you. And, I'll ask the people in the chat here too to chime in. Does this team deserve Has this team in locker room earned Bill Guerin in the front office to go out and try to bring in somebody to help with that depth? Because you're outside of the playoff picture now. No. Um, you, if scores hold, you're you're behind six and eight points respectively of Nashville and the other team whose name escapes me at the moment during this ramble. But have thank you. Have they uh, have they earned Bill Guerin to go make a deal? sell sell some assets and bring in some set, sort of score that they hope immediately plugs and plays in and find success? No. Definitely that, not. No.
0: Definitely not. I'm not making any attempt to help this team. Hell, I wasn't going I wasn't going to to make an attempt to help this team before tonight, AJ. No. Um what I would just like here here's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I this agree. is amazing. No, Thank no, you everybody. Thank you. you. Look, look, they're just not I, I don't hate this team, but they're not good enough go help them they're not they don't belong in the playoffs like get out get out this is like the house the call is coming from inside the the house this is a horror film age and you got to get out of that house okay because the problems in the basement um my fear is that calgary which is which again if they beat the kings tonight is going to jump you my fear is calgary might sell i would rather sell what i could i would still try and sell Gustafson, but at this point in time, I think again, you know like like Carolina does not need goaltending help now Probably, but anyway, here's what I want. I just want some moves made by the coach here that show a Understanding of okay Marco Ross has got to be on my second line. Like I, I don't think that why is Freddie? Why are we? dealing with Freddie Goudreau and Hartman and Goudreau especially Freddie Goudreau a fourth-line guy. Ryan Hartman is probably ideally, ideal world, a fourth-line guy, okay? But, you know, Zuccarello, okay, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with where he is. Johansson, you know, like, and, and Johansson indicted himself again tonight. He had one great, like, rush where it's like, oh, there it is. There's your, there's your, it, it should be sponsored. The Marcus Johansson, I've decided to try, play of the game. It should be sponsored. It get a <laughs> damn sponsor for it. Um, but I just want John Hines to show that, that he's aware, and you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure Bill Guerin weighs it on this too, right? I just want them mm-hmm. to show that they're aware of what they need to do with their their lines. But as far as going to get help, no. And if they're trying to trade doer and Duham, I'm fine with that too. Um, again, it's not because I hate this team. There, there were some incarnations. You know, going back to Praisey and Suter that I couldn't stand, but that's not the problem here. They just don't really belong in, in the playoffs. I'm sorry, I'm not sure if, if you agree with that or not, but I don't think that they belong there.
1: No, I I don't think they do. And I I I, I said a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago now, like I'm I'm officially out on this team. They this run has been fun. You know, I'm I'm I enjoy seeing this club. It's hard for me to not. It
0: was fun. You're right. Yeah, it's it's hard night. for
1: me to not enjoy watching them play good hockey because the effort has been there more or less um, for these games. The 10 goal performance against Vancouver um who at the time was, I, I think the best team in the league tonight, tonight was a blast. It was two and it appeared very good teams. If you, if I would have woke up from a coma this morning, 8am and I didn't watch anything else, I didn't look at any standings or anything. Otherwise I would have said, wow, these two teams are battling. God, yep. these two teams are probably going to make a deep run on the playoffs. And for one I think that's correct. On the other side, though, in reality, the Minnesota Wild are not. Um, I I like this point here, and you said this as well. What I, I, I've i been hearing the word "hall" thrown around for um, one or both of the do, Deweys. Um, yeah, the, the, the tweet that came out after uh, Joe
0: Smith and Mike Russo at The Athletic reported on this yesterday, somebody, I think, from Vancouver tweeted that the Wild might get a hall for Brandon Dewhames. I don't know what hall means, to be honest. In that case,
1: well, that's the thing. I wanted to find the hall. Are we talking about an empty corridor in a house that goes from room to room, or like what? Like we're not talking about an actual hall here with assets, are we? Because I think we
0: might be talking more than we would think, I guess. But I mean, it's still not gonna—it's not gonna blow your drawers off. But here's the problem: they can't trade the guys they should trade. <laughs> like yeah. They, ideally, you could <laughs> trade Hartman right now. Ideally, you could make some moves. And look, I mean, I think Ryan Hartman, like on a. Fourth line in Boston would be really, really good and effective potentially, as long as he's not taking dumb penalties in the playoffs. But you can't trade him. So if you're not going to bring Duhamel back, um, and Doer, I believe, is scheduled to be a restricted free agent, I mean, yeah, you, tr- you should get something for them. But but to go back to your original question, I'm not. Hell, I'm not going to get any. No, I'm not giving up anything. This is all to me a plan, and in two years. I, it's go time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, it, uh, it, it's furious that I can even think that there's a reality that we have Bill Guerin here before the trade deadline makes some sort of move that is a, by definition, an add. Um, I mean we, I, I think this is this tells this next what next week and a half or so. It's a week from Friday. I want to say, tells me a lot about how much I can trust Bill Guerin running this team. Because if he wants to be reckless and wild bill and, you know, I'll see you in the saloon at noon uh, for a shootout here and he makes a deal to bring somebody in, then that is, frankly, that's concerning to me. And I I would like to know how maybe some other people would feel about that. But um, this, this should be a stand pat or if the phone is ringing and you get a good offer, if it's somebody you can part ways with, I'd say, yeah, I mean, I'd, are they still probably gonna play all right? Yeah, and that's the frustrating thing because we're gonna be stuck in this limbo here, they're remainder of the season where they're on the fringe. Right. But the problem is they're they're playing golf, but their chipping game is going fringe to fringe. They're never actually on the green. You know, they keep they keep topping it and it just the ball rolls across and you're like, Oh, it's almost in the hole, but nope, it goes you know twenty feet past and we're back off. Right. So well, it's frustrating and imagine the
0: playoffs age.
1: Like imagine uh, a playoff series where, where it's a seven game
0: fight and it it's you know it's all basically game planned out so they're gonna watch all your tape they're gonna know every weakness of the ek line the wild and and for instance tonight and it, it turned out to be a big deal They could not win a face-off they couldn't even win a, a a face-off so like there's just there i i know that they could make it but I think most of us agree it's just best if they don't, and if you can add things, if you can get draft picks, if you can get assets. I mean, you're not going to get a great draft pick now yourself with with your first-round pick, but if you can accrue something from a, you know, you take your pick, from a Los Angeles, from whomever, mm-hmm. I would definitely do it. And, um, and yeah, j- just to reiterate what you said, I did think that this was a fun game, and I thought that – the wild tried. I don't think that tonight had anything to do with effort. They they actually led 2 to 1 after one, but personally, I thought their second period was better. And they did give up the late goal um that tied the score, right? Or
1: let's see here.
0: Yep, the late goal in Yeah, that was a, 24
1: period. seconds left, 2-2. Two, two. Yep.
0: Svetch scored that goal. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, I thought that they actually played a really good second period however i also think in playing a team like carolina at home tonight you saw what a playoff game would be like and you just don't like everything tonight sort of went like a playoff game right you didn't Mm -hmm. get all the calls but you got three power plays so did they um you it, it was a tight game it was a well played game carolina's a very smart team and at the end of the day they got bounces yes they did that is true but they're, you know, but the playoffs are predicated on that. So I just, I thought tonight was the poster child for why I keep saying it's not worth it. Um, the Parisian suitor contracts come off the books after next season.
1: Yes, and it actually, it, so it there's it, a season left on them. Well, there's even well, there's, then the, they act,
0: extend, but it's cheaper. It's way yeah, it it, it, it goes it, down by a ton after twenty. Well, that'd be twenty four, twenty
1: five. Yeah, it it goes from like what is it thirteen or fourteen million in dead cap now to. Combine it's like one point four, it's which is nothing. That's much more manageable. You can actually and the cap do, up. yeah, that too. Like so I mean, a, I
0: keep saying this: this team's in great shape. Yeah, this team in just... two in, in two years. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited by this team.
1: Yeah, no, and and, and I, I, I think what, it, three three to four years. May, I mean, either way, it doesn't matter. But, but in two um, years, they're in two
0: years, they're gonna have a lot of young talent. They're gonna have salary cap space. I'm excited about this team. I think that the future is bright. I'm just saying, I think that we're, I, I think that anyone, and I think the majority of people that watch this show don't belong in the statement, but anyone who's torturing themselves into being like, oh, just make the playoffs, just make, why? And the other thing, too, is we, we talked about this. The other factor is making the playoffs isn't going to help. This team's made the playoffs, they made the first round. They get ousted every time, right? Like, it's not like a team that, if you had made the playoffs in like five years, then it might be like, well, guys like Ross can get experience. Yeah. You've made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's You've been banging your head against the wall. It does you no good by this point.
1: Yeah, and to your point about, you know, the, I, I think a lot of people that are watching right now and in, interacting are in the same boat as us, but there is a large group of wild fans that uh, it, it it is the have they have a crush on somebody that somebody just isn't interested in in them whatsoever it isn't even giving them the light of day you might be friends with them from far but it, like if you ask them out they're not gonna they're not gonna you? get you to pass the first round they're not gonna get you you know they're not even gonna order appetizers with you catch a drink with you you're it's friend, it's though. not i don't even know if you're getting that because frankly at wow. this some of the way this team uh treats you i don't even know if they want to be friends um it's yeah and it, i'm excited because i think um if things continue the way it's supposed to We're going to see Merrick and come over if uh, the rumors end up being true there. They're looking to potentially sign him, burn that first year of his ELC. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, especially after next Friday for the trade deadline, that's when we officially kind of can look ahead to the finish line of this season. They're going to have their final identity where it's like, okay, if we're out by X amount, Pick your amount of points for, you know, missing the playoffs at that point. We're going to sp- spotlight some of the younger talent on this team. Marco Rossi does not leave the top six. Merik Kuznodinov is going to get meaningful minutes here to just get his legs, try to adjust to the game so that come next season after a year uh, training, he's adjusted. He can be, you, bring it. you know, mentored, it. By guy, yes, mentored by a guy. Yes. Mentored by a guy like Kirill Kaprizov. Um, I and where your head is right now. I, let's get younger let's get younger uh the, the, my 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 big the big uh spec on the bill Guerin uh repertoire the resume was this past off season i think with a handful of those extensions yep let's just trend younger let's just turn younger i mean we, we got to get out of the well, the cobwebs and, and and just you know the, out with the hardwood and with the tile am i right
0: yes yes and you know what if goudreau ha- has to be scratched he has to be scratched <laughs> if he dies if he, he dies, dies. He's got his contract. I mean, that that's a, as as my partner Phil Mackey likes to say, that's a sunk cost. So you ain't getting that back. But, yeah. Um, by the way, to, just to go back to our conversation about the first line, Joel Eriksson-Eck, Matt Boldy, and Kirill Kaprizov tonight combined for 14 shots on goal. No points. Boldy and Eriksson-Eck were both a minus two, Kaprizov a minus one. That's going to happen in the playoff game. That's exactly what's going to happen in the playoff game. You'll still get shots, and you'll get chances, but good goaltending. There's a plan. There's a plan to shut you down a little bit more. You'll get shots, but, you know, no points. Uh, but, you know, that points to, to the fact that they did play hard, that this was not a problem. This was not a problem of effort. This is not a, oh, my God, the Wild is sloughing off. Well, it's not for them, at least. It's a, I I can't absolve Johansson. But, anyway... Um, he did try at least once but you know this was the type of game where you, you can clearly see but I'm with you man get younger get those kids planned uh, get them as much experience as you can get them that experience next season too I don't care who you have, scratch you're exactly right because you've got some good young talent and I'll tell you what he, he to your point made a definite misplay tonight that was key but Daklin Chisholm has an upside
1: i know that I, I like this kid i know the jets are like one of the better lockdown defensive teams in the league yep i don't know how this guy didn't crack any of their pairings well, like they didn't
0: they didn't have guys get get hurt and they wouldn't play him but yeah i mean i like but i really like it it's funny because we've been subjected to a season of watching a lot of johnny merrill and and Goligosky. And I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, well, uh, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, this is Get what, more. you know, I'd much, I will much, I'll take a Declan Shizom screw up that leads to a goal by the opponent any day for the payoff there, as opposed to John Merrill or Goose goofing up. And now the puck's in behind the net, and you're like, okay, when's this going to come to an end? So
1: I like this kid a lot. Yeah, um, really th- quick on the branch of things that I really like. Think about a year or two from now, even right now, honestly, how good does that extension for Jewel Eriksson look? Okay. The guy is going to be, he's locked up here, and I'm trying to pull up just exactly how how long he is, uh, he, he is through. But he's making $5,250,000 on an average value. Until the end of the 28-29 season. This guy has been an absolute rock star for the past, you know, month or so during this, like the, the bright spots under John Hines. I knew he was good, yeah. but I figured like, okay, he's a he's a second line center, he's a complimentary, he's a two-way, he's gonna shut down things in the PK. He's kind of flashed, at least to me, he's shown that he can do an offensive role and like play that play that part. I, I don't know if he's maybe the best at it. Is there probably still things to work at? Yes, definitely. But his game is more complete than I thought. And the fact that they have this guy anchored down until essentially the end of the decade is for for that value of under five and a half million with the cap only going to increase. That's going to be one of the better deals if he stays healthy. And and I think his play continues to be as is, if not better.
0: Well, first of all, he's played his ass off for like what, three years now? Yeah. Two, three years, he's just played his ass off. I, I mean, he is one of the, one of the you got guys that you, like, don't leave the, the building thinking, I wonder if he should have played harder, you know? Uh, so, so that's a credit to him. But the frustrating thing is this team has been looking for a center for how long? And Eric Zanek has certainly fit roles. But I think he became so stereotyped as part of the grief line. Yeah, he, he's a grinder, right? Like with Felino and Greenway, he's a grinder. He's got to grind, grind, grind. He's got to play with certain players. And at some point in time, I think that we, we had this conversation on a JHS early this season. It's like, you want to give him a try with that first line. Now At the time, it was Zuccarello and uh, Caprissa, But, yeah, he's got the skill. He's got skill partially because he just plays his ass up. You know what he is a little bit? Pro- he He's a throwback. He's Because um, he's a guy that just... Absolutely, wills himself like he creates opportunities because he is such a pest, and and he's strong, and so he can get to the front of the net. He can do a lot of things, but yeah, he has been. I mean, there are again, there's bright spots here. Like this is not a, this is not a lost cause team that just sucks. This is a team. I don't think it's a playoff team, but I'm, there there is Eck bright spot. um There is an overall lack of depth, but that's but that's my point about the youth that's, that's going come up and the addition of a guy like chisholm right like there is a lack of depth right now but you can see a path where are in a year but certainly two years you're going to have that depth will start to replace some of these how can i put this nicely old standbys and yes er, urban Eck is uh is like a step below patrice bergeron that's probably accurate and yes cuz he he's definitely a step below but he plays i mean he is a he's the type of kid that could 100% win a, a Selkie. uh but is the comment there that's the last comment i can see right now ga007 the depth is coming that's that's right that's right i mean age look at it like when when you talk about the kids from russia right mm-hmm. swedish kid olgren i mean you look at how this team has, has drafted, they dropped in the athletics prospects rankings from first to eleventh this year. But that's only because guys are here now. Like yeah, Faber, and I'll say this again: I the Faber trade is a great trade. Mm-hmm. The fa- I mean, you could offer me Kevin Fiala back right now, and he would give you scoring, and I don't want to back. No. So, so yeah, I'm not here to paint a picture of do- doom and gloom. I just think we need to be somewhat patient here, and. I do get a little bit concerned when John Hines starts to try to say, I wonder if Freddie Goudreau should play on the second line. That does worry me. Doesn't um, have nights, but it worries me.
1: Maybe, maybe we can transition into this question from freight train. Do you think John Hines uh, makes it to the end of the season and then also is the head coach behind the bench for the Wild come next season's season opener?
0: Uh, he has a multi-year contract. Yeah. Uh, he did not get the interim tag when he got the job and he got a multi-year contract so yes which is why i care about the fact that he decided like tonight to put goudreau and i i have no idea bill garen might have talked about it but it you know this is why and it's exactly aj to your point which is play the kids yes so what's the worst thing you lose you lost tonight you know and play the kids <laughs> with lines it's it's not e- even ice time for the bottom six it's the pairing I don't need Rossi working with guys that grind and try hard. I need Rossi working with guys with skill that he can be complimented off of and compliment. So Nick says it's a four-year contract. I have not seen it reported to four years, but I know that he and Bill Guerin are very tight, John Hines. So I would not doubt that. But, yeah, he is is here for the foreseeable future. So he is going to to be the guy who is – uh, empowered with the next generation of wild players.
1: How about this question from uh, Luna Lover one Do you think John Hines is the coach from the wild eventually win uh, that inevitable next playoff series that has been way too long in the making? Uh, he better, or he won't be the coach <laughs> for long. Uh,
0: because, so here, here's the thing I think they're going to miss the playoffs this year probably, and I don't have any real idea of what next season is going to look like. But, again, coming out of the salary cap hell and having very small cap hits raining on the Parisian suitor buyouts in two years, I have big expectations. Because, you know, I mean, hopefully, I think at the end of the day, Fleury's probably gone next season, right? Walston's mm-hmm. your top goaltender. Because Gustafson's not a 1A. I'm sorry. he is. Uh, he was a pleasant surprise a year ago. I believe he finished second in the entire league to uh, Ulmerk of Boston, right, in goals against average and save percentage? Yeah. Uh, but he's not a 1A. And so if you can go Wallstead, Gust-ed, assuming he's here, Gustafson behind him as his backup, and he'll play a lot, but as the backup, um, in two years, I have big expectations because now you can go out and add a couple of guys, too, in free agency. So uh, if John Hines, I mean, I... I think that so he's what in year one if if he is technically burning up the first year of his contract. I think that if he has to win a playoff series to get a second contract. I think that's fair to say.
1: Yeah, I think so. And and to Luna's question, I think if uh if he's not the coach when they win that next playoff series, they miss their window because I think I think he's gonna be here a decent enough amount unless things go absolutely haywire. But then you've burned through this young wave that we're expecting that's going to feature Kirill Kaprizov as eventually one of the older guys, one of the older regimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, um, that's
1: a, and that's a great question too, by then about his
0: contract, which will come up and he'll have to be resigned at some point too. If he sticks here, if he does not, if the wild does this right, they should be absolutely
1: fine. I think. Yeah, I think so too. And I know Thomas here, um, similar to a lot of the fan bases uh, up in arms about uh, the first round pick from last year. Um, I was very much in the camp watching that when that pick came around, Gabe Perot, who lit up the World Juniors, was the correct pick. I have receipts that I can back that uh, statement up if you want. But uh, I will say Bust, I think, is a little too soon because he's a young kid. And frankly, Wisconsin is not they, – they weren't the powerhouse – college hockey club that i think they were prior to him like committing there so they've had down years the transitions and can sometimes take long is it concerning that it's taking this slowly to make that transition i think yes because you would like to see more production especially out of a guy you took in the first round right. but i'm it, it it clicks at different times for everybody look look at at the big club here marco rossi people were writing him off as
0: erickson act two we were writing him off and all, all said hey, you screwed up by not taking brock besser
1: yeah it's it, it but you're I, not
0: you're not wrong about uh gay perot like that oh, i think yeah. that kid's a stud i think that was a miss like there there was a big faction of people when they took boldy instead of uh caulfield that, that were upset about that and boldy in my opinion is you know was a great pick yeah. The pro the pro decision is a little bit it's way more dicey. But yeah, I cuz so so Stromas playing for Mike Hastings at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is rebounded and had yes. a really nice season, but that being said, he wasn't recruited by him. I don't know the system changes. I get your point, but I still think they took the wrong guy.
1: Yeah, I I have clarified that that first season where he right. where he joined them it, it was like they've now since become kind of more what they were but it was a bad very bad first year you know for a guy that had a lot of promise a lot of uh, narrative around him you expected more it just didn't really click so the the moral of the uh, of the rant here is everybody's road is different length he might let it, have it click you know later this season um he he might be next season who knows or you know who he might he might be bust we're we're not quite sure yet but he's still young he's still developing uh, don't write them off just yet, um, because especially they do—they did sort of save face in the second round with that Riley Height selection.
0: Absolutely. Um, update before we go here: the there is 4:49 left in the third period in Calgary. The Flames have taken a 3-2 lead on the Kings. So if if that holds, the Flames will jump the Wild, but the Kings won't get more points. It, it's a complete mess. It's a cluster. <laughs> game. So. Age, thanks much. Great stuff. Um, We'll be back tomorrow with the Judd's Hockey Show with uh, Jesse Pierce and Declan Goff as well to talk about uh, the upcoming trade deadline and much more. But thanks for joining us on Judd's Hockey Show. Much appreciated.